weren't being very quiet during that 12 seconds. I was too. No, you weren't. You were being very loud, and now people are going to have to listen to your loudness over the music. You know, you don't have to start every one of these being abusive to me. <laughs> Started off just... <laughs> Ow! Ow. 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 <laughs> you, you've reached the chaise lounge. This is Cricket. And I'm Vaughn. And I have uh, uh, some stuff that we're going to talk about this week, but I don't really have like... Um, you know, like a structure or anything. Um, we missed last week because, you know, we just had some stuff come up. It's, that seems to be happening a lot lately. We've got to stop doing that. We've got to, like, carve out time yeah. to do this and, and you know, keep keep stuff going. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, though. I didn't want... I was sitting there trying to figure out if this mic would have reached my chair in there because I didn't want to get up. <laughs> well, I, I have already taken a, um, a, a, a drunky nap. This afternoon, we went we went to Tijuana's this afternoon for kind of like a little early Mother's Day, just kind of getting out of the house deal. And I had two of the Gator bites, and I was on an empty stomach, and I should not have done that. <laughs> yeah, you were feeling it pretty good. There. I was feeling it pretty hard, <laughs> but that was fun. So um, anyway, so I have some stuff that I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm going to... Hang on. Okay, so this is not a beer. This is one of my Zero Sugar Pepsis. Um, what is this one? Oh, this is Wild Cherry. Oh. Um, but this stuff, this Zero Sugar Cherry of, of either the Dr. Pepper, the Pepsi, or the Coke is like now my favorite drink, and nobody carries it. So irritating. <laughs> so irritating. And I looked it up on Amazon because I was going to like order it you know, just like order me a little bit to have her see how much a pallet costs. Yeah. <laughs> put it on the front porch, keep it ready. You know, I can just put some in the fridge if I want. Do you know how much a twelve pack costs on Amazon? Well, like the, twenty bucks or something. It was twenty four dollars for a twelve pack of cans, twelve Jeez. ounce cans. Yeah. Wait, we need to check Sam's. We haven't checked Sam's. Oh, that's a good idea because they do have the bigger. We should we should go by there. Yeah. Yeah, we may have to do that tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we got to go into town tomorrow anyway. I got to get out cash for the week. So I gave him the rest of our my cash to pay gave, for those shells that he found at uh, Academy for me. <laughs> gave put in your gave put in your cash. Yep, gave him the rest of my cash because he found the box of shells. Well, that's good because you've been looking for those shells. Well, they're just looking for any shells, really. Yeah, you just can't hardly find them anymore. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I can get you out some cash. It's no problem. So, um. But yeah, um, so there's a weird phenomenon that has been happening. That what? <laughs> no, I'm I'm get, I'm laughing because what you're talking about. No, this is something that's not laughing. Oh, this is a this is a serious thing. Which one? Um, all the shootings that have been happening oh. since the COVID restrictions have lifted. It was like COVID restrictions lifted, and then like we have a, a mass shooting. I like thought you were talking day. about the Mandala effect that we're going to we're, discuss. We're talking about that later. Oh, okay. We're we're going. That's what I thought that you later. were bringing up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I wanted to I wanted to kind of get your your thoughts on because believe it or not, we actually had more gun violence in 2020 than we had in any year previous, and part of that is due to the fact that people were um, people were sequestered from each other, and they didn't like it and there were a lot of suicides that happened because you know three course of uh, three fourths of all gun deaths are suicides it's just i mean that's no, two-thirds two-thirds of all deaths are suicides um and that number went up 
in 2020. But um, the number of people that were actually like killed and murdered and stuff with with firearms actually went up in 2020. Just not mass shootings because we weren't gathering in places. And the FBI um, says that a mass shooting is uh, is four people or more. And that's a mass shooting. So, you know, three people would be murdered and it wouldn't be considered a mass shooting, but those were happening like all over the place. Okay. Um, And they're getting the numbers for 2020. It's just nuts how many people were killed. But it's like as soon as these states started lifting their COVID restrictions and people could start getting into groups again of more than 10 people, it was like, bam, every single day for like a month, we've had some type of mass shooting, you know, that's killed people. Did you hear about that sixth grader? Mm-mm. Yeah, a sixth grader this week took a gun to school and shot three people. A sixth grader. A little girl. The hell? I know. And in a situation like that, you know, you always hear about, oh, good guys with a gun is going to stop a bad guy with a gun. Are you going to tell me that a good guy with a gun is going to shoot a sixth grader in the face to stop her? That makes you a bad guy, in my opinion. You know, de-escalate. In those situations like that, you know the parents are going to get it for that. Well, I mean, they, they would have to because that's just negligence with a firearm. Mm-hmm. But but that but that brings me into another topic that I wanted to talk about too is Texas going guns for everyone and having this new uh, yeah. Let me turn my phone off. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with people carrying weapons. I, I don't I don't necessarily either. But to not have any kind of permit for that, that means you can you've got a bunch because when you had to get a concealed license you have to go through a training course on that. Mm-hmm. Six to eight hour training course. You have course. to prove that you're efficient with that weapon or mm-hmm. you don't pass. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree that any 18-year-old without a record yeah. can just go get a gun and carry it around, open carry it in the state, because that's just... You all know that I work in a rental car company. The number of, quote, responsible gun owners that have left their weapons in vehicles would astonish you. Yeah. It would astonish you. And you're just going to let any old random Joe get a gun now and carry it around and have no training and expect that this is not going to end poorly? I mean, everybody likes to, to think of themselves as Rambo, and if, if something goes down, well, man, I'm going to... you get freaking people running around thinking they're fucking Clint Eastwood and John Wayne. Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. And, and the, the fact is, you know, if you look at the statistics with... Um, you know, hit and miss ratios with police officers, their hit ratio was like 18%. Like, they hit what they're aiming at in in a high-stress situation 18% of the time. So, those guys practice all the time with their weapons. Yeah. All the time. With the same weapon. With the same weapon. So, you can imagine some random Joe Blow out here shooting into a crowd trying to stop the bad guy with the gun going to shoot 12 times and kill 10 people and not even hit the one he's aiming for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then you've got then you've got, you know, soccer mom over here with a gun who thinks that a shoplifter needs to be shot at because apparently shoplifting is a death crime now. You know, you've got that that happens all the time. It's just, you know, it's just I look, I'm a gun nut, but 
I just, I don't see this ending very well for anybody. I just don't. So, thank you, Governor Abbott, for being a complete moron and signing this bill into law. And thank you, Texas Legislature, for all being complete morons. <laughs> that, that, that's one thing that we definitely have. We have some stupid-ass people in our government in Texas. Oh, <laughs> check it out. Speaking of the government in Texas, did you know that Joe Biden has a higher approval rating than Ted Cruz <laughs> in Texas? <laughs> what? Yes. Ted Cruz's approval rating is 43%. With a 46% disapproval, a 48% disapproval rating uh, in the state of Texas. And um, Joe Biden's uh, approval rating in the state of Texas is 44% with a 43% disapproval rating. So his disapproval rating is lower and his approval rating is higher in the state of Texas. (laughs) I hope somebody gives that poll to Ted Cruz and just like rubs it in his face. I know they're talking about after his first hundred days, his approval rating overall. Yeah, his approval was appro- already higher than anything Trump ever. Yeah, achieved. yeah, and, and and Trump sent us two different checks. So think about that. People love being sent money. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe Biden has done it one time. Trump did it twice. And Joe Biden still has a better approval rating. I think because people are seeing Joe Biden as kind of this father figure where Trump was kind of this crazy circus clown. And they're looking at who can actually lead versus who is actually fun to watch. Because there is no denying that watching Trump was hilarious. Because he's just an insane person. He's an insane person with power. And, you know, Joe Biden is kind of this... Just plain Jane, white bread, you know, nothing that you got to worry about. You don't have to worry too much about him because he's not going to go too far one way or the other, you know. And you don't get nervous when he gets in front of a microphone. <laughs> no, like the worst thing that's going to happen to Joe Biden is maybe his dentures are going to slip a little bit and he kind of gets that sibilant S going, you know, and that's about it. But, you know, so uh, he, I think, just personally speaking, I think he's doing a good job. And, you know, and I, and I say that with, with the full knowledge that he was not even my 10th choice for president. I didn't vote for him in the primaries. And again, if I had it to go back and do again, I still wouldn't vote for him in the primaries. Yep. <laughs> I voted for Elizabeth Warren. I wanted her to be president very badly. But I don't when think... When I I'm, went through the primaries... Uh, like I said, I, I didn't know hardly any of them, but I voted for some of them anyway. Mm-hmm. And it may have been wasted votes, but I voted anyway. And I was just like, I was picking out, I, I voted all women. Yeah. Unless there was two men or no women available. Mm-hmm. And I just picked a guy that I thought had the coolest now in the name. <laughs> <laughs> but if there was a woman, I'm like, nope, voting for her. Yeah. Men it, have had their chance for a long time. And we just keep fucking it up. So I might as well let a woman try. Yeah. You know, I, I saw something uh, on Facebook the other day that was kind of interesting. Um, and, and I want to know if you agree with this or not. Um, now, I'm not speaking specifically to men, okay? Because I know specific men understand this concept. But I'm wondering if you if you feel that, like, generally, do men understand the concept of equality? And the reason I'm asking that 
is because it seems like men tend to think of equality as women running things and them not being able to run things. You know what I mean? Like, like they view women being allowed to get up here to the same level as flipping the power dynamic where men are going to be on the bottom and women are going to be on the top. And that's not what feminism is about. That's not what equality is about. It's about everybody, you know, kind of sharing the load. But it kind of seems like men are terrified of allowing women to run things because they know how badly women are treated and they don't want it turned back on them. You know what I mean? Right. Did, what, well, the thing like, is, you, as soon as women start getting closer, then the men are like, oh, my God. You know, they, they think that it's already flipped just because they get close. Yeah. But but as you were saying all that, my knee-jerk reaction was, you're talking about how men react to that, right? Yeah. Nine out of ten times that I've heard somebody talking to a guy or a man about equal rights for women, mm -hmm. what does it always go to first? They're like, well, if a woman hits me, I'm going to hit her back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it and, always goes to, why, why do you always got to take it to wanting to hit a woman? Yeah. That's not what this is about, dude. Maybe stop hitting people, men and yeah. women. Just don't hit people. <laughs> But but that's but you know but that's not what equality is. Equality is everybody getting a chance. And you know I heard I heard this uh, talking about minorities. Uh, uh, you know black people specifically. You better be glad that black people only want equality and don't want revenge. That's kind of the same way I feel about women. You know, wanting positions of power, and um, you know men not wanting them to get to that point because oh they're just women. You know. And it 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 kind of it kind of seems like just from my perspective as a woman that men have trouble with the concept of women in power because they feel like they'll get treated the same way that men treat women, and they don't want that. And I'm not sure where am I going with this. I'm not sure what that says about the men who think that way. Does it say that they know how bad it is for women who, who are not in power? Does it say that they understand that they're treating women that way and they have no intention on stopping? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... I was actually discussing this with, with a, believe it or not, the car prep at work, <laughs> who is not woke in... in that sense you know he's just he's just a, a little redneck good old boy he's real young he's about 22 23 years old he, he he really tries though he wants to be woke without um ah you know how people think that woke is 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 um is a bad thing mm -hmm. i think if i put it to him like that hey you want to be woke don't you he, he would immediately reject it because nobody wants to be woke because that's, that's, you know, nobody wants to be a feminazi. Nobody wants to be, you know, all these things. But the way he and I were talking and we were talking about minority stuff and unconscious biases and, you know, sexism and, you know, all this stuff, like he really wants to do better and he wants to overcome, you know, the way that society has placed him in this world. He's like, well, I was never raised to be racist. 
I said, yeah, I, I guarantee you, you were never raised to be racist, but what did you call that car the other day? Well, he called it a, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it, because, well, he used a slur that means Japanese, but the shortened form. The three-letter word? The three-letter word. Right. He, he used that to describe a car. And I was like, yeah, you would never describe yourself as racist, right? And he's like, yeah, I, I'm not racist. And I said, yeah, but you use that word to describe a car, which is racist. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, I didn't even realize that. You know, and yeah, and, and we, we actually had like an hour-long discussion about stuff like that. You know, you're using these little, little tiny microaggressions, these little tiny words, these little tiny actions that you don't realize that that one thing that you're saying may not be overtly racist, but gathered together paints a picture of yourself that maybe you don't want people to see. Right. Because he didn't realize, because when he said that, like, he said that last week, and I, cor- I immediately corrected him on it. And then he, he used the three-letter the three letter word, um, the shortened form of gypsy, that means that you have taken advantage of somebody. Um, he used that as well, and I corrected him on that as well. I was like, that, no, that's a slur. Don't use that. You know, I don't think anybody's ever corrected him before. And I feel like that's my job as a woman who has reached this age and a woman who has reached the status level to use the voice that I have and the power that I have been given and the power that I have attained to speak up for people who don't have my position. Yeah. That's the only way that you can fix the shit. Yeah. Just to let people know it bothers you because... Like they say, like, you know, most of the racism is toward black people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how many marches they do. Doesn't matter how many protests. Mm-hmm. Black people cannot stop racism. That's right. The only, the only people that can stop it are the people doing it. They can call for it, but they can't stop it. Mm-hmm. When they, when they took the right to vote away from women women didn't get that right to vote back by themselves it took some woke men yep jumping in there and helping them out you know so okay so that's my soapbox for the day <laughs> let's go on to happier things what mm-hmm. else you got um well uh this one but it's going to take a while cuz i i was listening to uh, a baseball network on Sirius Satellite, right? Okay. And they were naming off, they were using different baseball slang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was going to go through a few of those <laughs> and see if you knew what they meant. Oh, oh, okay. It's like a like a game show. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I had like a bell or something I could ring <laughs> when I got it right. <laughs> so I'm just going to go through a few of them just to see. Okay. I'm curious about this. Okay, go ahead. A team's ace. A team's ace. Okay, I'm going to say he's the best at what he does. Like, he's the best pitcher, or he's, like, the best batter. He's the ace, whatever. You're close. Okay. It's it's very specific, though. A team's ace would be, like, their number one starting pitcher. Okay. Well, I no, wouldn't... No, you, you don't have an ace first baseman. Okay. It's ace, that's the starting pitcher. Well, I was really close. Considering I don't know any of these, I th- I'd say that's pretty good. Here's one I bet you don't know. A Baltimore chop. Is it like a judo chop? <laughs> nope. Is it like a pork chop? Nope. A Baltimore chop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so does that have anything... Okay, so is it to do with the fans or the team? Nope. No. So it's not like the, the Atlanta the Braves... 
Okay. Um, <laughs> is it when he, instead of swinging, like, horizontally at the ball, do you, like, no. come down vertically? Like, no. I, okay, so I don't know. So when they hit a ball on the very top part of the ball and it goes straight down, and you'll see it sometimes, especially guys that's, like, standing further in the box, back in the box, mm-hmm. and they hit a ball straight down, it hits the fir- hits the home plate. Mm-hmm. You know, that home plate is hard. Right. And it bounces up and over the infielders. Oh, cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. I've never seen that happen before. Okay, what about a bang-bang play? <laughs> uh, okay, so a bang-bang play would be like a double play. Like, bang-bang. Because it happens, like, super quick, and it's like, glove, glove, quick. Am I close? Well, it's like when a guy gets a, hits a ball, mm-hmm. and he's running to first base. Mm-hmm. And his foot hits the bag at almost the exact time the, the first baseman catches it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because somebody always wins in that race. There's always a winner. There's never an actual tie. Right. The Bronx cheer. Okay, so I've heard of the Bronx cheer, but I don't know what it is. It's when the crowd boos you. Oh. <laughs> Bush League. Now, I know Bush League is, like, not the good league. Like, you're, if you're, oh, man, that's Bush League, son. Right. You know, it's like, let's say like derogatory. Amateur player behavior. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. <laughs> what is this, stump the non-sports fan? Oh, here's one. I'm not going to ask you. You wouldn't know that I one. No, no, go ahead. When a pitcher climbs the ladder. When a pitcher climbs the ladder. Okay, I don't know what that one is. Tell me what that one is. It's like when you're changing the eye level mm-hmm. that a batter's looking at. Mm-hmm. It's like when you throw your first pitch is low, mm-hmm. and your next pitch is higher and mm-hmm. then higher and then higher. Okay. You're changing the eye level that the batter's looking for the ball each time. It makes it harder to hit. Okay, so that's a new one on me. I do know what painting the corners means. There you go. Okay. Uh, here's one you should know. Okay. A cycle. Um, a si- hit like hitting for the cycle would be like hitting a, a base hit and then getting a double and then getting a triple and then getting a home run. There you go. See, I'm not completely, <laughs> I'm not completely dumb. Because <laughs> see, now this is the one that actually made me really start thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Ducks on the pond. Ducks on the pond is your outfielders. No. Okay, you're shaking your head. No. <laughs> you, this is a podcast. You have to tell people what you're doing. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what ducks on the pond are. That's when you have two or three runners on base. Two or three runners on base. Okay. Yeah. Like you'll you'll hear if you ever hear them say, "Come on, man, we got to get a hit. We got ducks on the pond." Okay. Seems like I've heard you say that before, but I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Uh, a frozen rope. No, I, I no clue. No friggin' clue. That's a hard hit line drive. Hard hit line hit on rope. Okay. Straight. Here's one of my favorite ones when it actually happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never seen teams do this in the majors because that's just not something you do. But, like, in summer leagues, we used to do this all the time whenever somebody would do it. A golden sombrero. Okay. You have explained what a golden sombrero is. It is a hat trick, but, like, one more. Yes. What's a hat trick? A hat trick is something I don't remember because it is <laughs> I just know it's a hat trick and it's one more than a hat trick. So it's um hang on. 
because I know because I know there's a hat trick in hockey too. Because that's when they scored three times. Okay, because because Rando talks about hat tricks in in hockey, right. and I'm like, okay, what you know, whatever. It's a hat trick. Well, that's a good. It, a hat trick is a good thing for the guy hitting it. Uh huh. In hockey. Right. A hat trick for a batter is not good. Not good. Not good. Okay. So he's struck out or. Struck out three times. Struck out three times. And, and a golden sombrero, sombrero is you struck out that fourth time. Yeah. Now, okay. the reason I say it was we did it in summer leagues is that whenever somebody would get a hat trick <laughs> on the other team, mm-hmm. and now, granted, sometimes we'd do it to guys on our team, too, just to jack with them. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, Everybody yeah. in the dugout would step out of the dugout, throw their hats on the ground, and dance around them. Fine. Okay, like you already talked about that one, painting the black. Mm-hmm. What? This is dead air. I know, I know. I can't remember the other ones. There's a certain one I was going to ask, but I can't find it now. But well, if you come across okay, it, the just... Texas Leaguer, you should know that one. It seems like I've heard that, but out of context, I don't know what it means. A batter got on base by hitting a Texas leaguer. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard it, but I don't know what it means. So when they hit a little blue pit that just barely goes over the infielders, mm-hmm. but not far enough that the outfielders can get to it. Okay. It's like a real weak hit, but it's a Texas leaguer. Why would they call it a, a Texas hit. leaguer? I don't know. Everything's bigger in Texas. Wouldn't that mean it went out of the stadium and like hit one of the lights on the way out? <laughs> he hit the bull. He gets a free steak. <laughs> <laughs> I held it like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the motherfucker. <laughs> scrambled that son of a bitch. Did you see that? Yeah, he hit the fucking bull. He hit the free steak. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that movie again. We need to sit down and watch Your that. Bull Durham is so great. God, I love that movie it's, so much. I'm sorry. Kevin Costner is a very silly man, but that is the best little monologue that he's got with him and Susan Sarandon when he says, I believe. In what, well, what do you believe in? Yeah. When he tells her what he believes in. Oh, oh my and like, gosh. Uh, and you Go want ahead. To see Look, how, I got chills thinking how, about how it. How important that is. If you're ever around like a group of people at a party or like a get-together or something, guys and the women are all talking and everything and say that you put that movie on people are going to be kind of you know they'll be coming and going kind of paying mm-hmm. attention to it when it gets to that part everybody stops i guarantee you at least all the baseball players in the room but listen hold on listen they're gonna wait for it yeah and they're like okay now you can talk <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk through that part everything is just everything gets put on well, hold it's such a good monologue yeah. because i mean it just like pins you to the wall and it's just like oh you well, know that's Susan because after he did it he goes and good night to you and he turns around and walks off and she just kind of sits there and she goes oh my oh my i know that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> okay. kevin kevin costner and his baseball movies man he does love him some baseball movies well, he did that one field of dreams for the love of the game i mean i i like to look for the love of the game yeah I like some of the pitching in that because that was my position. But yeah, but I, I. Okay, here's one I didn't even see in there. Like when he buckled that guy. Uh huh. Buckled. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what that means. When he threw, when he buckled that hitter. Is that when you throw at him and you make and you call cause him to like drop to the ground? No. 
when you throw a curveball and you start it right at them, mm-hmm. and you see them kind of just like back flinch. up, like flinch and back up because they think it's going to hit them. Oh, okay. And then it curves in for a strike, and you'll hear them, get that dude a seatbelt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that was one of the other ones. That's one of the greatest things is when you throw a breaking pitch and you start right at it, somebody, and they... They freak out because they, they see it coming up. at them. I mean, I, I, I did it to a guy just to get him out. But, you know, I had him, I had him like, uh, like two strikes, and no, like an 0 and 2 count. Mm-hmm. And I threw a, a fastball up over his head mm-hmm. purposely. And the very next pitch, I started my slider, which breaks down mm-hmm. right at his head. <laughs> and, of course, he went bailing out, and my catcher catches it right in the middle of the strike zone. And he looked over and goes, dude, where are you going? <laughs> And he even looked the guy. I remember the hitter was even like, "Yeah, you got me on that one." <laughs> and pitchers are dicks. Oh, you got dang right we are. <laughs> We're the most assholes of the whole freaking team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to talk some more about your baseball stories. You need you need to come up with some good ones because I know our listeners like to hear your baseball stories. Some it's just hard to remember which ones we've already told. I mean, I don't think people care. I mean, we're we're how many how many episodes into this? We've done this for a year now. Do you realize that we've been doing this for like a year? So here's one: an Ephus pitch. Ephus. I don't know what an Ephus pitch is. It's when you rear back, like you're gonna throw as hard as you can, mm-hmm. and right before you let go, you just kind of slow down and just lob it up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did that one time in summer league just to jack with this dude, just to see what he would do. Uh huh. I thought that guy was gonna. I thought he was gonna kill himself trying to hit. He swung so freaking hard at trying to hit it. It was freaking hilarious. But he was like, "Why'd you do that crap?" But I did it to a guy I played with before because I figured he would he would get the humor out of it. But you want to guess when our inaugural inaugural podcast was? No clue. May the twenty fifth. Of last year? Of last year. So we are right at almost a full year. Yeah. And the Daisy the Daisy podcast, uh, that was May thirtieth. We're gonna have to have Alex back on so he can talk about Daisy. I don't even yeah. remember I didn't think it'd been that long that we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Crazy, Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. All through a pandemic and just like uh, well, we've got some faithful listeners, and we had a few a few new listeners this last week too. Really, this last time, yeah, we have. So, welcome to our new followers. Welcome to our new listeners. I hope you stick around. Yeah, ain't no telling what we'll talk about from day to day. But that's probably <laughs> why they're. <laughs> hey, let's listen to them crazy fucking people. You never know what they're gonna say. Well, hey, speaking of speaking of crazy stuff, um, have you ever heard uh, somebody say, "Oh, knock on wood"? Well, yeah. You know what that? You know what that's from? Nope. Okay, so you know how, like, everybody does it. It's just, it's like a thing that's pervasive in culture now. Like, everybody does it. It's like to prevent you from jinxing yourself. Yeah, right. But. Like, today's been a great day. Oh, better knock on wood. Knock on wood. What you're doing when you do that is you're summoning the dryad from the tree so that he can grant you a wish. So that she can grant you a wish. Yeah, like I learned that today. I, I thought that was so cool. That's what that started. When you when you needed hmm. like a wish to happen or whatever, you would knock on wood, 
and it would summon the dryad that lived in the tree, and then the dryad would grant you a wish. Well, I was today years old when I learned that. <laughs> Isn't that cool? But, you know, stuff like that cracks me up, because if I told my mother that that's what that meant, she would freak out and, like, stop doing it. Because <laughs> she's been doing it her whole life. Because she's been doing it her whole life. Not knowing where uh, it came if from. If we ever decided to go back over there, I'm going to try to get her to say that. Not going. You know what that's from? But yeah. I'm not. Su- I'm not summoning nothing. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it just to get kicked out. Yep. And uh, somebody somebody pointed something out too. Um, because I, I, I'm, I am at this point hopelessly addicted to TikTok. Hopelessly. Oh my gosh. I, like, I'll stop watching TV at night just so I can watch TikTok. This is ridiculous. This is what the children do. And yeah, I'm, that's what I'm doing too. And I'm watching TikTok. But the algorithm is a little weird for me because it's drag queens and ex Mormons and witches and comedy stuff and i'm like that's kind of a weird mixture but okay i'm rolling with it you know let's just let's see what this this goes but (laughs) this one girl who is a pagan witch who came from a very christian family was kind of laughing a little bit she said because there's a lot of stuff that christians will do not realizing that what they're doing is pagan is a pagan ceremony And she said, for example, she said, the scarf that I have on. She said, my mother sent it to me. It's a prayer scarf, which means that as it was being knitted, the women who were knitting it from the church prayed over every stitch so that this scarf would bring me peace and would bring me joy and would bring me closer to the Lord. Would help, you know, basically help save her soul kind of thing, you know. And she said, what cracks me up about that? is that they are doing a ceremony over an object that is imbued with power that you give to a person to influence their actions. She said that is 100% out of witchcraft. Yes. She said that is 100% out of the witchcraft playbook. And Christians do it every day because Christians have stolen 90% of the stuff they do from pagan religions. Yeah. So we like that better, so we're going to steal it from you. Easter, Christmas, all that stuff. 100% 100% stolen. And it just, and the way she described it, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even, you, you're right. When they make these like prayer quilts and stuff like that, and they pray over the quilts, is that they're, they're imbuing that thing with power and then giving it to somebody who might need that power, even though it's the power of the Lord, that's still a pagan ceremony that they're doing. Isn't that nuts? Another <laughs> <laughs> thing new today. Okay. I'm done. I'm done learning new stuff today. <laughs> I only got so much room up in this noggin. Right, room. it just it pushes other stuff out your ear when right. you when you learn stuff. But anyway, I just thought that was cool. You know, I've learned a lot of really really interesting things off this off this stuff from from the algorithm. And uh, but anyway, um, okay. So we've talked about that. We talked about that. Oh, speaking of, I told you that um, I've got a lot of ex Mormon stuff on my on my TikTok. I had. <laughs> A guy just randomly friend me on Facebook. I joined one of the um, the local um, what's happening in such and such county, you know, Facebook pages, so I could kind of stay up on like what's happening. And not thirty minutes after I joined this Facebook page, this dude friends me on Facebook. Well, you know, I'm I'm cricket. I'll I'll accept anyone. Like I don't care. Like I'll I'll be I'll be friends with you. Come on, be friends. Be be my friend. 
So he friends me, and I talked, and, you know, and, and uh, about 15 seconds after I hit the accept button on the friend thing, he pops through with a message. Now, I do not like being private messaged by people I don't know. I'll be yeah. your friend, but you need to get to know me through my Facebook post. We don't, we don't direct message each other. We don't. That that's 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 not how cricket yeah. plays. This right? Not how I roll. Not how I roll. So he DMs me, and he wants to know um, if I would be interested in hearing a further gospel of the Word of Christ. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> He's like, yes, there's a further gospel of the word of Christ that, you know, he says, how familiar are you with the Bible? And I'm like, oh, I've read it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably better than you. Yeah. And, and he's like, well, there's a further gospel of, of the word of Christ that tells about how Christ came to America and witnessed to the witness to the, uh, the American Indians and to the people that were already here. And, you know, uh, of course, you know, stuff that's like not in the Bible or whatever. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, Bible fan fiction, I got gotcha. you. I'm picking up what you're putting down, like I'm understanding. He's like, would you be interested in learning more? And I'm like, dude, you are barking up the wrong tree. I'm so sorry. I said, I understand you're trying to save me, but that happened a long time ago. And, you know, I, no. But I appreciate the thought. It's nice of you to try. And he was like, are you sure I could really, you know, no, dude. I don't. I don't want to be Mormonized. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he was. He was trying to get me in with the Church of Latter Day Saints and in in this little neighboring town to the town that we live in. And I'm like, no, I, I don't. no, thank you. No, I'm good. Not today. Trying to quit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I just thought that was that was because I guarantee you, he doesn't know a bunch of stuff about his own religion that I know about his religion because they don't teach you know these these young Mormon kids when they're coming up in the church they don't teach them stuff about how the church was founded you have to find that out later after you leave the church they keep them they keep them ignorant because they don't want them asking questions because if you start asking asking questions and deconstructing what Mormonism is it's nuts more nuts than Tom Cruise yeah it's weirdly similar weirdly similar but if you know if you if you've been raised christian you think about christianity one way because it kind of makes sense to you because that's what you've been told your whole life right right and, and, and it makes sense to you because that's that's all you've ever known but if, if you step back from it and start deconstructing it and looking at each individual piece that makes up christianity and comparing it to other stuff that's around your life yeah, that's a little weird, don't you think? Like, why do we drink wine and pretend it's blood? You know, like, that's, that's right. again, a witchy ceremony. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not going to go down that road. But it, it, it's been, it's been kind of interesting seeing all this deconstruction stuff happening in front of my eyes and going, dang. Well, yeah, you're right. talking about the, the guy that sent you the friend request. <clears throat> I had a friend request from an old friend of mine. Mm-hmm. That I don't think I'm going to accept, at least not right now. Mm-hmm. Because he was a Facebook friend for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. And then when I started being vocal about shit I didn't agree with, I guess at some point he got mad and defriended me. Yeah. And now he's trying to refriend you? And I'm like, no, dude, you took your ball and went home. Yeah. Bye. The, the thing with... 
the thing with Trump supporters right now who are mystified that people like you and I are criticizing Biden and continuing our our criticism of other political figures is that most of those guys who got in on the Trump train have never paid attention to politics before and don't know how they're supposed to act. Right. And they're going off of Trump is this awesome guy and we want to follow him and we're a fan. They're not they're not politically minded. You know you know what I mean like they, like they don't know what politics is supposed to be because they've never paid attention to it before. And Trump is their only exposure to politics, so they think everything has to be like that. And so when you take exception to this thing that they hold so dear, which was Trump, they don't want to have anything to do with you. And that's not what politics is supposed to be. Politics is supposed to be like finding well, common solutions to a goal. Him off is it was a a post about the military. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I, I respect anybody that joins the military. Mm-hmm. I know that some people join it because they have no choice. Now, right. That's they're being forced to. Just that's the best route for them. Best route for them. To pay for college, to pay for health care. Yeah. yeah. And so I have all the respect. But what I was getting at was, I can't even remember what it was. And he's like, you're, you don't, um, you're not showing the proper support for people that are out there protecting our freedoms. And I was like, okay. The guys that are abroad, the people that are here, the ones that are over there, which, which one of my freedoms are they fighting for in Afghanistan? Yeah. And if they were to stop fighting, which freedom would I lose? Yeah. So I was like, if they're fighting for my freedoms every day, what, what, and I'm, I was asking a legitimate question, which of my freedoms is it that he's fighting for? Yeah. <clears throat> and I can kind of understand the ones here. Yeah. They're not, the ones here aren't fighting for my freedoms. But their sheer presence is keeping other countries from wanting to come over here and take my freedoms. Yeah. So they're protecting my freedoms that I have. Just by their mere presence. Yeah. But they're not really actively fighting for my freedoms. Yeah. Because right now, the way it's set up, in order to get more freedoms, you don't go fight for them. You go to the ballot box. You elect legislatures that get you the freedoms you think you need. Because that's how we get our freedoms in America now, is through legislatures, through politics, through, you know, well, I made lawmakers and like, stuff like that. I, I've seen post after post after post about people in military that got out of the military like we weren't over there fighting for your freedoms we're over there fighting for oil yeah and and opium don't forget opium that's why we went to afghanistan oil Mm -hmm. and opium that they won't tell you that (laughs) look 
I, everybody has conspiracy theories that they believe in. And if anybody tells you, oh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, they've got at least one goofy thing that they believe in. I believe that we went to Afghanistan for oil and opium. And that's my conspiracy theory. And I will hold that dear to me. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I have another conspiracy theory that I discussed with uh, my therapist the other night. And she's like, hmm. She says, you may have me on this train too. So the VA, right? The VA provides free health care to our veterans. Yes. And they take care of all kinds of stuff with the veterans, with the Veterans Administration. The school system provides for our children and takes care of the teachers that work within it. I think that the people in power, and this includes politicians and also rich people who have a stake in it, I think they intentionally nerf these, these, these particular projects like the VA and the school system because if people saw socialism working, they would want more of it because they cut funding to the VA all the time. Why? They cut funding to the post office all the time. Why? The post office was perfectly fine until 2006 when George Bush screwed it up. The post office was operating in the black, had a surplus every year, and then he came in and screwed it up by saying they have to pay for 75 years worth of pensions in advance. No other company in the entire world has to do that, but the post office does. So I think they're intentionally tanking these programs that work great, because if people see socialism working, they're gonna be like, Hmm, socialism ain't that bad. And then people are going to want more of it. And they don't want that. And they don't want that because it doesn't benefit, socialism does not benefit the people in power. Socialism benefits the people on the bottom, which is the whole point. (laughs) You know, but socialism doesn't allow oligarchs to happen. Socialism doesn't allow people like Jeff Bezos to happen. He has a he has a vested interest in making sure socialism doesn't happen. So he lobbies Congress. He lobbies all these places to make sure that all this stuff is nerfed, is tanked, funding is cut and put in other places to make sure that people can't see that when socialism is done correctly, it works. Hmm. But having said all of that, the VA and the school system and all that other stuff is not socialism. Not really, but... I'm using that as a catch-all phrase because that's what people know it as. <clears throat> Brookshire Brothers is socialism because everybody owns a piece of it. And that's all socialism is, is just the workers owning the means of production and the workers having a stake in how to run the day-to-day business. So Brookshire Brothers is socialist. Anyway, soapbox for the day. There we go. <laughs> That's my conspiracy theory. My my therapist was listening to me, like, on my soapbox, you know, telling her about all of this. And she was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good point. (laughs) Okay, so um, Trump's social media network has been unveiled. His blog? His blog. (laughs) 
because he couldn't get nobody else to help him do it. He, he created a blog from 2004 <laughs> with no comments. <laughs> oh, and did you hear? Okay, so there was a Twitter account that was uh, set up specifically to take his little rantings from his blog and like repost them to Twitter so people could see them on Twitter. Twitter shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the Trump people were all saying, well, we had nothing to do with that. Oh, BS. They had nothing to do with that. BS. Trump is trying to get like his his nieces and nephews to post stuff for him on Twitter mm-hmm. because he can't get any you know like he he can't get any traction with with Twitter, and then Facebook has continued the ban for at least the next six months, and then they're going to revisit the the idea in six months of whether or not he could now Twitter lifetime ban they're not letting him come back yeah. he is off Twitter. Well, they're all pissed off about the Facebook thing because they said that was his main way of. Fundraising. fundraising, yeah, because he was, yeah, because he was using ads and stuff like that to fundraise. But if you're fundraising for an insurrection, eh. you don't need to be on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and and so the uh, the 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 Zuckerberg thing, you know, they made the decision to kick him off Facebook, and then they kicked that over, that decision over to the Facebook Supreme Court, which is a terrifying concept in and of itself. That a corporation would have so much power worldwide that they would need a supreme court that has that kind of power to tell them what to do of members from all over the world that should terrify you (laughs) facebook's got way too much power but i digress yeah (laughs) way too much power but but good on them for your decision yes uh, but the it, it was kind of like Facebook kind of punted because they just kind of kicked it over to the Supreme Court and then the Supreme Court kind of punted because they just kind of, they're like, yeah, you can leave it there for six months and then, like, we'll kick it back to you. And so there, it was not really a, yes, we're doing this, you know, foot down, absolutely, he's banned for life kind of thing the way that Twitter did it. Um, I think, because Zucker, Zuckerberg's a Republican, and I think that, okay, you're... You're, you're making me nervous here because if you fall, it's going to be very, very loud. I don't um, worry about I mean, very, very loud. That's going to hurt. Yeah, that too. Um, but um, but I'm, I don't know if Zuckerberg and Trump were buddies, but they at least were not at odds with one another. You know, because Trump likes rich people. He, yeah. very, he very much wants to be one. But he owes too much money to do it. He owes too much money. He owes like a billion dollars to somebody. He kept owing money. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that Rudy Giuliani's lawyers are trying to get the Trump administration to pay for his legal fees? And Rudy's trying to get... What? Rudy thinks Trump should should pay for his legal fees. And this is where it gets interesting to me, because mm-hmm. you know you had the whole was it the Matt Gate or the the Gates and the Greenberg right and about like turning on each other right. There might be a possible public turn between Trump and Giuliani. because <gasps> you know if those two went after it, there's a lot of crap that can come to light. Yeah. And what people really gets people thinking about this is a comment that his that Rudy's son made on behalf of his father. Mm-hmm. 
towards Trump and his administration mm-hmm. about them paying for Rudy's legal fees mm-hmm. because he was even asking for help with his legal fees because he is also fighting for which he kind of let this slip because nobody knew he's in a fight right now just to keep his law license in New York yeah well I knew that right but his son it's like well he needs to get some help or this nut's gonna crack and so Trump is probably having yes. to decide do I go against Rudy or do I pay his legal fees <laughs> oh that's so that could cute. be a lot of very interesting information come to light yes it could be yes it could be if Rudy starts saying, okay, fine. He's like, I'm going to... Yep, that's awesome. He, if, if, and he ought to just go for it, man. He ought to just like start advertising, go to all these different people, all the different news stations, make sure everybody knows to be at a certain place at a certain time because he's going to have a huge press conference. At, at the Four Seasons Landscaping. At the Four Seasons Landscaping <laughs> and Yard Repair. <laughs> that will never not be funny. <laughs> I just I know we talked about it, but I would have loved anything to have been the guy working there that got that damn phone call. Wait, you want to You want to use our parking, parking lot, lot for, for what? what? <laughs> and how much you uh, uh sure? <laughs> well, you go to your boss, "Hey, uh the Trump administration is going to use our parking lot for a press conference." You guys like, "What?" They're they're paying us 20 grand. Let them do it. So you know about the Capitol Police that are suing Trump, right? Oh, yeah. And after after all of this crap that has happened, and and Trump has had no accountability for anything that he did during the last four years. Zero accountability, right? Legal scholars are saying that this lawsuit with the Capitol Police officers is the one that Trump needs to be worried about. Because, remember in the trial, the the second impeachment, when Mitch McConnell got up and said he wasn't going to vote to convict because this was not the place for it, that it needed to happen in the courts, which is bullshit, but that's that's a whole other thing, right? So Mitch is like, well, I'm not going to vote to convict right now because if he needs to, if he's convicted, he needs to be convicted in the court. He 100% did it, but we just can't convict him here. It needs to go to the court system. So these two, these two Capitol Police officers filed their lawsuit against Trump and basically said, hey, Mitch sent us. And they're using Mitch's words in their lawsuit against Trump. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, they're using that whole situation in the lawsuit. And the legal scholars are going, yeah, he's fucked. <laughs> he's pretty much fucked. Well, because it's a civil lawsuit. Yes. And, and burden civil of proof. Law, civil and criminal, the, the burden of proof is way different. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to end up having to settle it out of court. Because that's what he does to everything. He, he either settles it out of court or he loses. He doesn't win lawsuits. Trump just does not win lawsuits. He settles them. He throws enough money at it that people leave him alone. And 
th- that's what's going to happen. Well, and what started too is that they were all really they're really pissed off about him saying that there was really that anybody there was never in really any kind of danger. They were there hugging and kissing. They were hug yeah hugging and kissing yeah well. We're not going to go into the fact that the Capitol Police officers were treating these insurrectionists with a lot more respect than they should have treated them with. But they weren't in there hugging and kissing on them. And I can't tell you the number of right-wing nut jobs who have told me, oh, that guy didn't die in the riot. Uh, the, the, uh, the police officer, uh, uh, sick... Uh, Sicknick didn't die in the riot. He died of a stroke a day later. Okay. That was caused when he was beaten with a fire extinguisher during the riot. But they're like, oh, no, 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 no. He died a day later. It didn't have anything to do with the riot. He would have had that stroke anyway. Well, no, that's that's not likely. (laughs) You know, five people died during that riot. Okay. and Well, because of the riot. They died. None of them... Okay, so... One person was shot by Capitol Police officers, so she was a direct 100%... This The riot 100% caused this thing. So she died from it. The heart attack, if he hadn't been at the riot, it's unlikely he would have had a heart attack. The stroke, if he hadn't been beaten to within an inch of his life, he probably wouldn't have had the stroke. The guy who well, the tased himself died, in the nuts... No, that guy, he, he got sprayed... That's what fucked him up. He's the one that got hit right in the face with bear spray. Oh, Sicknick. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right. But he, but they were in the process of beating him yeah. when, when all that crap happened. But the stroke was a direct result of the actions of the insurrection. So, yes, the insurrection right. killed him. And, you, I mean, you... Uh, uh, like like the, uh, the, um, the freaking um, hurricane in Puerto Rico that happened a few years ago. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, well, only a hundred and something people died in that hurricane. Well, yeah, the day of the hurricane, maybe a hundred and something people died. But in the weeks thereafter, over 3,000 died as a direct result of what happened because of the hurricane. Loss of power, um, you know, hospitals not being able to keep ventilators going, you know, stuff like that. Those are all results of the hurricane. And you can't say, oh, well, they would have died anyway because you just don't know that. And the reason they died is because of the hurricane. Same thing with the insurrection. They may have died a couple of days later, but it's a direct result of what happened there. So these guys and their mental gymnastics trying to excuse what happened on January the 6th just... Like, I don't understand how anybody could look at what happened that day and not be absolutely horrified. I, I just I just don't get it. I mean, this, the, the, the guy had been whipping up a crowd for months. for months. And it wasn't one thing that he said. You can't point to the one thing where he said, march on the Capitol and overthrow the government. Like, he didn't say those words. But his actions, his words, his, his, his influence... Over the months leading up to that is what whipped everybody up into such a state that when he said, "When no, go go that way," when he said, "March on the Capitol," it became a death mob. But these guys, 
I mean, these guys brought nooses from home. They had t-shirts printed. Like, they knew that this was going down. And, oh, like, I just don't understand how you could look at that day and see anything but just the most awful assault on democracy. There's one great thing about that day, though. What? Those two black guys that were selling the t-shirts. <laughs> they were they were selling Trump gear. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, no, nah, we ain't into all this shit, but these fools paying a hundred bucks a shirt. <laughs> they they sending us to college. <laughs> but um but yeah, I, I I was going somewhere with this and I my train of thought derailed and killed twenty people. I, I don't know where I was going with it. Okay, but, well, let me ask you a question then too. Yeah. Has there ever been in the history of our nation where someone that ran for president lost and people still worship this person like they do now? If there has been, I don't know. Because like in 1940-something, when there was an election, and the election guy, whoever lost... Truman, Truman, Dewey defeats Truman. No. That what? No? I'm not talking about anything specific. Okay. Somebody lost. Okay. Or the 50s, whenever. When that guy lost, did the people that support that guy that lost still keep their flags out for a year? Like, I, like I, I, I've never heard of anything like I, this. I've never heard of anything like this before. And, and and it's not it's not that people have Trump flags up. I can understand having Trump flags up. People still have Hillary stickers on their cars. I get that. I'm with her. They still have that stuff on their... Now, bumper stickers are different than a flag because bumper stickers are a little harder to remove. I get it. But why would you still, in 2021, have a Trump 2020 flag up? Like, I don't get it. Change out your flag. But, and most of them are blue. And most of them are blue. Yeah, most of them are blue. That's still my best conspiracy theory. That, that's yeah. That, that's your best by far. That's awesome. But um, but yeah, I was I was actually uh, listening to a TikTok uh, the other day of this guy. Uh, somebody questioned him when he when he he said that Trump is the worst president in the history of the United States. And somebody was like, are you kidding me? He's not the worst president. He, he had this policy and this policy and this policy and this policy. He couldn't possibly have been the worst president. He's like, no, you don't understand. I'm not talking about policies. He said, because there were, per, there were presidents that we've had in the past whose policies were worse than Trump. They came in. Andrew Jackson, Trail of Tears. That was fucked up. All right? But there, he said there is one thing that makes Trump the worst president in the United States. In the history of us having presidents, never has the losing guy tried to overthrow the government and install himself as a leader. That one thing makes Trump the worst president in our history Mm -hmm. because he tried to violently overthrow the government and install himself as a dictator. And and that's that's what it would have been. He would have installed himself as a dictator. And he owns the majority of our um, impeachments. Yes. <laughs> now, one thing that should really worry people is that this was a test run. Okay. The census has allowed <clears throat> the Republicans to be in such a position that they're going to retake the House without having to have an election because right. they're going to get 
new representatives and it's going to flip the house the house is over certifying elections so when that flips if we get another democrat who wins the presidency even if it's not close they may just decide not to certify the presidency and they may decide to do what they want and put whoever they want in there and that can be done and that should terrify you that should absolutely 100% terrify you because they almost did it this time and the only reason they didn't do it was because they didn't have a majority but give them a minute Mm -hmm. because they will and we don't know we got a call yeah you can reset so (sighs) democracy is in a very tenuous spot right now and I don't know if it's going to make it past the next four years. I really don't. Joe I, Biden may I'm be the... What looking at, too, right now, is like, if Trump does decide to run again, what's going to be worse? Him winning or him losing? Mm-hmm. Joe Biden may be the last democratically elected president that we ever have. And I'm being serious. I'm I'm not saying that lightly. I'm being 100% serious. He may be the last true democratically elected president in history because the Republicans have made it absolutely clear that they are perfectly willing to overthrow the will of the people provided their guy is in. Yeah. And that's, that's... that should that should horrify everybody. That should horrify Republicans, Democrats, should horrify everybody. What is he? Trump followers lying about Biden. Oh, they always do. Yeah, they always <laughs> lie about Biden, man. But uh, but yeah, okay. So now, all right. I mean, they made up lies about Biden gonna ban freaking meat. Yeah, he's like, not he's not I coming for your meat. About. Come over here and say it. Say next to the mic. I heard one lie uh, on the internet saying that uh, Biden didn't support LGBTQ and Trump completely supported it. And that would be incorrect. Be- because like 30 minutes later, I was scrolling on TikTok and I saw a video of Biden literally announcing that people of the LGBTQ community are welcome mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yes. Biden has done a lot for our uh, LGBTQ communities, um, including, uh, especially uh, especially including the trans community, which is good. Um, Trump, on the other hand... Like when he was talking to the, he said, talking about to the, the trans children. Yeah. He said, you just know something right now. Your president, he's got your back. Yeah. And that, that's that's what those kids need. They need to know that they're loved and supported. Another thing that was annoying about that TikTok that I saw is I looked on the comments and it was, and the majority of the comments were saying that it was edited and fake. Well, you know, you, you don't have to believe what you don't want to believe, but there's truth and then there's not truth. And Like, how would someone edit? How would somebody edit what his words are? Oh, that's easy. There's deep fakes and stuff that you can do like that, but I mean, there's there's too many places I mean, like, that have. 
I mean, like, you could lip-read him and obviously tell what he's saying, but... Yeah. But... I mean, I, I've much. seen videos of Biden saying some horrible things, but it was obvious it wasn't what he was really saying. They dubbed over a different, and I was like, and people were like up in arms about it, mm-hmm. believing it. I was like, did you really listen to it or somebody just tell you about it? Right. Because go back and watch the video. The words and the mouth movements don't match up. And here's something else. That's not his voice. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Okay, so we need to talk about something fun. We we have surpassed an hour, but we're not getting out of this podcast without talking about something that I have introduced Vaughn to this week that has freaked him the fuck out. We're going to oh. talk about the Mandela effect. Oh. So, let me explain to you, in case you don't know what the Mandela effect is, it is a situation where large swaths of the population believe wholeheartedly a thing that they remember happening that may or may not have happened. If you go ask a hundred random people if Nelson Mandela, or when Nelson Mandela died, some of them are going to say he died in the 80s in prison. And some of them are going to correctly say that he died in like, I think it was like 2015. 12 or 15. Yeah, it was like really recently that Nelson Mandela died. But you've got people that are like, no, I remember him dying in the 80s. Like, I remember it. So the theory is, for the Mandela effect, that there's a timeline shift where these things were true in both timelines. And we're remembering the old timeline. Berenstein Bears... Is not spelled Berenstein. It's spelled Berenstain. I remember the Berenstein bears, not the Berenstain bears. I remember having Berenstein bears when I was a kid. I remember Berenstain bears. Yeah, I remember Berenstein when I was your age. Okay. Um, does Curious George have a tail? No. He doesn't. You sure? You sure about that? I don't know. I never really paid that much attention to okay. Pikachu. Okay. Pikachu. Does Pikachu have black on his tail? Well, that that has that has, that has recently changed though. He but, used to have a black tip on his tail, and he doesn't anymore. Yeah, I, I, I him, absolutely. I can remember him having a black tip on his tail, but now he no longer does. Yeah. See, like a long time but the, ago, but, like some of my old Pokemon cards, like really old ones. Pikachu has a black tip on his tail. Here's another one. Here's another one. Ed McMahon. Being the face of the publisher's clearinghouse. I vividly remember my father signing us up for the publisher's clearinghouse every time they sent us those mailers because he wanted Ed McMahon to come to the house and bring us a big check. Because Ed McMahon is the face of publisher's clearinghouse. But guess what? No, he's not. And also some people... Eh. And it says he never was. And it says he never was. And that's bullshit because I remember it. This is this is absolute 100% horseshit. But Vaughn has a very personal one to him. Yeah, because like when I was, like, I was thinking about that kind of stuff when I was getting in bed last night. And I didn't want to wake you up and turn the lights on to check. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go to sleep and I'll check tomorrow. But it was concerning a tattoo that you have. And... It was on your thigh. Mm-hmm. 
I couldn't now I, I couldn't remember the placement. It was either there on your front. I thought it was either on the front of your thigh or on your side of your, your leg. But I can still right now very vividly see what this tattoo looks like. Mm-hmm. It was a mandala. Mm-hmm. It was an oval shaped mandala. Probably I'd say about eight inches wide mm-hmm. and probably about Maybe ten inches ten long. Ten inches tall. Yeah. I can very vividly like I can now I don't even have to blink my eyes to think about it. I can see this tattoo in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's not there. I don't have a tattoo on my thigh. And then when I got you in the house, you're like, well, which tattoo? I said, pull your pull your shorts down or pull your shorts up. Let me see. And it wasn't there. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a tattoo on my outer thigh on my left leg, but that's that's not a mandala. That's not the it's tattoo a, that I know. A, yeah, it's a scene from... Um, Narnia. From uh, from uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that I had specially drawn, but it's not a mandala. Now you and I have talked about me having a, a, a thigh tattoo on my right thigh, but I never got it. I can see it. But in some timeline, I did, and you're remembering the old timeline because somebody has been messing with our timelines. I'm telling you, because this mandala effect thing is messed up. The government is playing tricks on us. Something's playing tricks on us. <laughs> but there's another one of those things. What's that? Um, some people, or if you ask tons of people, some will say that they can re- that they can clearly remember there being a robber emoji with a bag of cash p- pulled over his shoulder, even though there never was. How do you know there never was? On the other timeline, there may have been. Not in this timeline, though. Yeah, I know. And I'm trying to figure out when the timeline's flipped. And if they continue to flip. You know what I mean? Like, like Timelines flipped whenever Jesus died. <laughs> but, are the, but are the, you know, is it is it timelines are flipping? Is it because the realities are a little thin in some places and stuff is seeping over? You know, like what? They're kind of overlapping. They're kind of overlapping. Because I, because I fully believe in the multiverse theory. I, I'm, I'm a, that's another one of the conspiracy theories that I believe in. I'm 100% on board with the multiverse theory. Every time you take a left turn instead of a right turn, that creates a whole other reality that... Well, that's just like whenever... I can remember when we first started dating. And we were, <laughs> we were walking into a store. And we were walking around like right toward a light pole. And we uh-huh. were holding hands. And I let go of your hand to walk around the other side of the light pole. And you're like, mm, nope, 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 same side. I'm like, what? Yep, don't split the pole. Don't split the pole, same side. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, because when you split the pole, it splits reality. And it, you're going off in different directions now. So don't you don't split the pole. So, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. It's like anytime you're... Holding your dog on a leash and it goes on the other side of like a wall or something, and you have to walk around that. You cannot keep continuing and like bring yeah. your arm around to grab it. Um, did you know how the how the va- the Moderna vaccine got its name? Uh, no. It is an RNA based vaccine, and it's modern. Modern RNA, Moderna. Huh. Isn't that cool? I learned that today. I've taught you like so many things today. That's the vaccine I have. That's the one I have too. And I'm getting my second Moderna on the 18th. And I fully expect it to put it put me on my butt. Because the first one didn't do anything to me. 
you said like it's modder or something like that, but listening to it, it seems like it's modern and then an A at the end. It, it is. It is. But, but you modern it is. It, yeah, <laughs> but, but the last, the RNA, the last three letters of Moderna stand for the RNA that's in the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, it's it's a it's a word kludge. They're kludging the word together. It would it seems weird for it to be modern. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, <laughs> we we may all die tonight because a Chinese rocket is falling out of space and we don't know where it's going to land. Have they figured out about when it's supposed to land? I don't know. Let me look that a up. Dude did the, a dude did the math on or on TikTok. A dude went on a website and did all the math for it, and he said it's going to live. It's going to land somewhere, or from estimating where it's going to land, he thinks it's going to land. Uh, somewhere in the ocean of like Texas or something like that. In the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Okay. A he huge. Said that it's gonna land uh, there. A huge Chinese rocket will fall to Earth this weekend. Here's how to track it online. Okay. So let's see. Here's some of the sources. <laughs> Careful, buddy. Dang. That's a big re-entry. Let's see. Um. There's a Twitter feed that's... Okay, you're going to have... No, no, no. Don't come this way. That's too dangerous. Go the other well, way. he's just trying to get to where he can see what you're looking at. Okay, well, here, let me let me turn this. If you go on Google Maps, I can probably show where I mean. No, I know. I, but just hang on. Let's see. You can... Let's see. Live footage from Rome, if the core stage is visible from there. Ooh, that would be terrible. That'd be terrifying watching that thing come back into... Because, like, we've never had anything this big hit the Earth in a very long time. We don't know what it's going to do. Well, if it comes this way, I'm going to run outside and try to catch it. Let's see. Yeah, but this is this is, this is is just nuts. Like, oh, somebody, just while you're looking at all that and you think about people getting hit by it, somebody says something that really kind of just gave me the shivers the other day. What's that? They're talking about what is there after death. Okay. Right? And he was having a conversation and somebody was like, well, yeah, of course there's this after death. And the guy was like, I think there's nothing after death. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why would you say that? And he goes, well, there was nothing before life. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, ugh. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> you, but you know, I had I had a dream one time and I don't know if I've talked about the dream on the podcast, but I but I've told I've told Vaughn about it and I, I talked about it to my therapist and I had a dream that I was dying of something, like cancer or something like that. There's just I, I was I was in the process of dying. And as I got closer and closer to this end point these two kittens kept following me around and they were jet black and I knew them to be death kittens and every time I would stop and get still they would curl up next to me I'm gonna start crying hang on (laughs) but and then you know I just like curled up in in a spot and the two death kittens were there with me and I just died and it was very peaceful and it was just like Oh, like it was just death comfort kittens. it was just yeah and it was just there was just nothingness and it was so peaceful and it was just like i'm done 
I don't have to do anything else. It's over. I can see tears for me. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm crying right now. Because because that feeling was just like, oh, it was awesome. And I remember I woke up a little bit. Because in the dream, they, like, brought me back to life. And I was mad. Because I was like, no, why would you do that? Why would you take that away from me? Like, why would you take that peace away from me? And then the rest of the dream was me trying to get back to that point and my family, like, not not you guys, but, like, my family that I grew up with, like, following me around and bothering me and trying to keep me alive. <laughs> I was like, no, just leave me alone, you know. But it was so real and it was so, like, all-encompassing and it was just, it was, like, like I chased it for for days, after after I had that dream, like I chased that that peace, that high, it was just it was nuts. But so that was a long story to tell you that I think that even if there's nothing after this, I think I'm cool with it. Now, I don't know how everybody else is, but I think I'm cool with it. With just nothingness, just just blinking what, out of existence. Like I always say that what I always think sucks the most is just think about how long the world's been around. And all we get is this tiny little sliver of it. But I think that's why it's so important to be present. Live in the now. Live in the now. And and that's and that's one thing that that just especially recently has started driving me nuts about religious people, not just Christians, but religious people in general. Because they have this view that it's all gonna be better after death. Your real life starts after you die. And so that allows you to do things like trash the planet, not care about your fellow man, not take care of things while you're here because it's all going to be better when we get on to the other side. But what if there is no other side? Because nobody knows. You have no way of knowing that. So take care of your shit now. Take care of the people around you. Take care of your life. Enjoy your life okay, now. Here, here, I will take care of you now. <laughs> oh, I'll take care of you now. But you got to think about uh, this. Like, Once you go on, I think that your actions on Earth go into what you're going to do. What's going to be like in the afterlife. That's not even in, biblical. In the fact like... We we need we need to dis- you and I need to get together and we need to discuss that because that's not biblical. Um, but like I mean, like you do this one thing, or you do all this bad stuff on Earth, mm-hmm. and whenever you die, you go to this super uncomfortable place where there's no where there's no peace, no comfort. Mm-hmm. But you do good things and only some bad things. And you go to this very comfortable place where there's always peace and always comfort. Well, what are you basing that on, though? Just what I think. And, and, and that, that's perfectly valid. That's perfectly valid. That's, have you watched The Good Place? Mm-hmm. I watched it with you. So it's, it's a points system. In The Good Place, it's a points system. And the good things that you do, you get more good points. And the bad things you do, you get bad points. And however many points you have at the end determines whether you go to the good place or the bad place. <laughs> so. Except I'm meaning like toilets, all the seats are like this. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Just Stair- uncomfortable stuff. Stairs are like 
one stairs like maybe this, another stairs like this, <laughs> stairs like this. Everything's just completely completely off uncomfortable balance. and I mean, off balance. Yeah, it's just horrible. <laughs> maybe I don't know, but see, nobody knows, and that's the point. The fact is that nobody knows, and I think that's where we have to focus because we don't know. We need to take care of the here and now, take care of the planet, take care of the people around us. Take you know? care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Yeah. And I don't mean go run a mile because who wants to do that? <laughs> if I run a mile, I mean something. Well, you won't very need to do that. <laughs> well, you need to run a mile. You're young. <laughs> but, you know, I could go run a mile and I could be thin and I, I could do all this stuff, but I wouldn't have tacos. And I wouldn't be happy if I don't have tacos. I'd be like Fluffy with my tacos. I don't want to be happy if I can't have tacos. Tacos are always going to be the best food. Yeah. All right. Um, debris from the Chinese rockets. Oh, there was a guy. We're going to have to wrap it up pretty quick. I know. But this is a cute story, and I want to talk about it at the end. I want to end on something cute and happy. Make it quick. we got to wrap it up. Um, this guy put a Lego Millennium Falcon on his wedding registry, and somebody bought it for him. And his wife thought it was childish and that he didn't need to do, he didn't need to put it together because why would you put something like that on our registry? That's just ridiculous. Why didn't you put a toaster on there? You know, and she was like giving him crap about it. So he said, okay, fine. I'll wait till we have kids to put it together. So he waited 10 years and he just put it together with his sons. Isn't that sweet? That, I'd be like, screw you, woman. <laughs> but... That's a shitty way to start off with your It's wedding. an extremely shitty way to start it off, but the way he ended it where he waited till his kids were old enough to appreciate the Millennium Falcon and then they did it together as like a little family project. So sweet. That's sweet. That woman, I would have told her to kiss my ass. <laughs> she kissed my butt, woman. Freaking Millennium Falcon. It's more important to me than you are. <laughs> Aren't you glad we don't have that kind of relationship where we, like, prevent each other from doing stuff that we right. want to do? I mean, look at your game room. You've got, like, all kinds of baby dolls in there. Have I ever told you no on a baby doll? No, and actually, last time I was looking at some, you bought me four of them. I know, because you were looking at buying one, and I was like, no, you're not just getting one. Those things are awesome. Get four of them. But, yeah. Four different Deadpools. Yeah, it was awesome. I think you ought to take all the little baby dolls out of their boxes and, like, Pose them. <laughs> I want to take them out of the box, but... I, I I think your friend in South Carolina would flip... I think he would drive to Texas and murder you if you took them out of the boxes. I well, really do. Well, the ones that are the chase ones? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he'd probably want to fight me over that. Yeah, Smashing Hero would... Hey, hey Smashing. But um, I'm 100% I'm convinced <coughs> that if you were to take those out of the boxes, he would, he would drive to Texas... In the dead of night. <laughs> no, he wouldn't just want to fight you. He would come, like, loaded for bear. <laughs> he would, he'd put out a hit on your life. <laughs> the thing is, but one thing is, I, I, if I took him out of the box, I could see him better. I know. And you could play with them, and they'd be little bubbleheads. Also, you're not saving them to sell them or anything. You're just having them yeah. collecting. Yeah. So having them out, it would... Like, like Mom said, you could play with them, mess with them, put them in poses and stuff like that. Yeah. Have the little Deadpools fighting each other. <laughs> the dino pool just sitting in the middle. 
All right, so let's wrap it up. We're <laughs> this is a super super size episode. Thank you for lasting this long on all the many soapboxes I've gotten on today, and you know putting up with us for an hour and a half. But this was a good hour and a half. So we're gonna call it quits for this week. We will be back next week unless something like like the rocket falls on our house or something. You know, we will we will be here next week. We we were talking about this earlier. We've got to continue carving out time. Even though we get busy on the weekends, we have to carve out time to do this because I enjoy doing the podcast. You enjoy doing the podcast. And I'm pretty and I sure. Like joining in. Yeah, and, and he likes joining in. And I've got to make sure we get him next time before we start because yeah. he kind of walks in the middle of it and trying to figure out where we're at in conversations. Yeah. Yeah, I, I caught on pretty fast. Yeah, though. he did. But, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that our three listeners like, <laughs> like listening to it. So, and, you know, if we didn't have a single listener. Yeah, I, just I would still want to do it. Yeah, it's just fun. Just kind of, I enjoy just sitting here talking. Me too. This is like having a date every week. This is great. Always, I'll, you know, be with somebody that you can go on a date with once a week, and that you enjoy doing it with. So, all right. Well, it's we're gonna call it family time. That's and right. Having him here with it makes it even better. So. <laughs> we're gonna call it quits for today. Love we will see you guys next week. This is Cricket Shay. That's Von Shay. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to track us down. Um, We'll see you next week. We love you. Bye.